delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Manjula. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Thank Soul you. Brews with Sheba and I'm so delighted to have you on Coffee and Soul. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So uh, uh, you've got your cup of coffee ready with you? Yes, yes. All right. So <laughs> let's just raise a cheer. It's great to know yes. you and wonderful to reconnect after this long COVID se- session that we I all know. had. But it's a, it's a pleasure to uh, to see you again. <laughs> Cheers. So Manjula, if I ask you to just uh, sit back a bit, sit back okay. and hold this cup or whatever it is that you have in it, in your hands. <laughs> and, and, uh, and if it's spiked, that's wonderful. But you can just, uh, just sit back and uh, just close your eyes and just breathe and relax. See if, if any image comes to your mind. You want me to talk about the image? Yes, whenever you're ready. You can open your mm-hmm. eyes whenever you're ready and share with us what's coming to your mind. Oh, wow. What came to my mind is like the roads of Ladakh, <laughs> you know, wow. like winding through the mountains and seeing like, you know, those huge, uh, glossy Himalayan crows flying next wow. to you as, you know, you zoom down those roads. Beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing. What does it mean for you, this this visual? What 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 does it give you? What is that sensation that comes with it? It means freedom, you know, and limitlessness and also pushing oneself, you know, to do something that you're initially very scared of doing, you know, which is what it was like. I mean, I was, it's when you're, you know, riding through terrain that's uh, that you're not used to, it's very scary, (laughs) you know, of course, and but yeah. But when you, uh, especially like in places like Ladakh and you know places of great beauty, do something for you. You know, they it's, they rejuvenate you. They yes. they make you feel, uh, and they give you ideas as well. I mean, it's that this is as ancient as humanity, I suppose. This yes. you know this uh, this understanding of what nature can give you just by you being in it. You know, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And and so when when you were when this picture came to your mind this visual were you actually on the bike there in this space? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how was that like one of your first trips on your motorbike up in the mountains or? Uh yeah, in Ladakh. That's my that was that was this big trip that we had. Like some seven girls went on bikes. Girls meaning women. Yeah. <laughs> we love to be girls as well, so it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, I've never talked that. I mean, you know, uh, one gets so, uh, uh, gets so, I don't know, embroiled in life. And you know, you don't do anything that's really challenging. I mean, right, you know, one can ride to Rajasthan, and Rajasthan is also a beautiful place, sure. you know, and you can ride to places across India, but I don't know, there's something about riding in in the mountains, in the Himalayas, you know, it's like, and even Ladakh, like, you know, specifically Ladakh, because it's such, now they've made all the roads very good, 
Hmm. And hmm. Uh, they've made that tunnel, which I don't know who would want, which rider would want to take it. Hmm. It's for goods and stuff. It's like you can't just reach. Maybe it takes a little fun out of it. Absolutely, in a dark <laughs> tunnel. Like, can you? Oh my God! Yeah. What is that? <laughs> you know? And when nature is so beautiful outside, you know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is this is, this is beautiful, and you know, every time you talk about this, you make me really yearn to start my, you know, start getting out on these kind of trips again. Uh, so tell me, this brings me very nicely to uh, to the next question that I want to ask you, Manjula. You look at the choices you made, and you've had some very very interesting things that you have been doing your in your life. Talk to me about it. What's this journey been like for you? What have been some of your highs, your key learnings? You know, all of us have a have a point which is like a defining moment, which makes us mm. change from one thing to another. So, what has been your journey like? Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm actually I don't know I'm I'm pretty conventional in the sense that I'm mm. like I'm mad at about kids and you know all that, but and 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 a job and you know it's not like I'm doing anything. uh extraordinary you know but the thing is it i found that it's it's so conventional and it's so bold. i mean it's not bad but it's it's what everybody does <laughs> you know and it's yeah. nice to do but Correct. i mean you enjoy it and the fruits of it or whatever but sure. uh, but there's nothing that really challenges you in the yeah. sense of um, taking you out of yourself and making you learn things that are new which you know when you ride i found that when i started riding motorbikes it was that's what made me because i'm i'm actually quite i realized when i started riding i'm pretty timid person you know i don't come across like that but inside one is always scared you know or about what could happen what will people think what will they do what will i do when i mean you know come to this obstacle and you know always like thinking about the horrible things that could happen right okay? <laughs> but when you're on a bike things just come at you right and you right. just have to like it's like you're solving problems yeah yeah as you go right so i found that very uh, a very uh, liberating experience absolutely you know yeah yeah tell me more yeah. tell me more because yeah. uh, then that made me think that oh okay so even when life throws you know rubbish at you you just you can't just keep thinking i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that because you know that could happen and that which is what i tend to do hmm. i left to myself i tend to do that hmm. you know think up the problems and then try to solve them before i <laughs> get to them you know which means that i never do anything you know <laughs> because you're caught up in this like sort of uh static stasis you know i mean you you just like paralyzed because you think oh these things could happen and you know how to do the path take the path of least resistance which is sure. not a learning way sure you know? sure so then i think biking made me uh i mean of course there are like I mean, when i say biking there are people who have done great things women who like uh, i saw this lady i met last year when she was riding through india you know she's ridden all and i follow her on insta i can't remember her name but you know she's ridden all over the world mm. you know mm. and uh, she has a family back home somewhere in eastern europe but mm. she's ridden all over the world and wow. uh, you know, yeah it's superb yeah so i mean you find things and then the thing is that on the even socially you think you think that you know i mean i used to think that, oh you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't speak to those people or these people but once you start riding you go out on the road you don't care Exactly. You, mean, you speak to people, and you know you realize that. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's like 
you know middle class poor rich whatever from a different culture humans you know you find a point of uh, a meeting you know somewhere and and you could be an absolute stranger but if you're if i'm in trouble they will help me you know exactly exactly yeah and 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 isn't that amazing to discover that that people are actually good and yes and that yes. is so beautiful that is what is yeah that's what i really uh, you know i loved finding out i mean i never thought you know you're brought up in a way to think that you know oh as a woman in india you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that you should speak to this person and you should be to yourself and all that mm-hmm. yeah it is true you should be to yourself but you should also not be <laughs> exactly 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 i mean you got to live your life and 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 yeah. give people an opportunity to to become a part of your life even for a short bit isn't it yeah and and a lot of things are because of the way you think you know the way your perceptions it's all in your uh, it's I mean it's a cliche to say it's all in your head but it is how you view the world is how the world often treats you, you know? absolutely yep, absolutely mm. yeah that is so so right so uh, okay so this is what you so this is what what like kind of set you free was there a particular yes. moment uh, Angela, that you felt all right. That this is when I'm definitely going to start doing this. Or how did it happen for you? It was a very slow thing. Actually, the thing oh, is that you know, I started riding scooters. Okay, mm. when when my children were very young, because mm. in fact, like when they were just born, I think my uh, younger son was just born, and I was like, I was in I was in my in-laws' place in Kerala, mm. and uh, my my niece, my husband's niece. she used to go to college on her scooter and i said mm. you know i mean and i had a lot of time you know when the kids yes. were sleeping i said i'm bored so yeah. she just teach me how to ride this uh, uh, ride ride the scooter so yeah. i was like riding around and she was teaching me and it's so easy to learn so i kept riding around then when we moved to pune from bombay you know i thought you know i mean like there was a time whenever the school bus wouldn't turn up i decided okay buy a buy a scooter so i can you know So yeah. I don't have to like wait for you know, a taxi or I waste time and they get late for school. So I got the scooter and then we like uh, I would drop them. This and then I started riding around Pune city on this Activa. And but whenever I was riding it, you know, Pune is a lovely place. Yeah. And, you know, and I'd be riding the thing, you know, and I'd be thinking, I'd be thinking, you know, I wish I was on a motorbike. Why am I on this puny scooter? <laughs> on this i mean i love that active i like you know, and i used to ride it to bombay to meet my friends we you know oh, really wow. yeah i i've done it multiple times on that silly active riding all the way for four hours i i just have to come hours. in here you know you do yourself a real injustice when you say you know you're very conventional and all no look at the choices you make look at the things that you've done so you are this and that and that's very much a part of who you are anjula <laughs> okay <laughs> great or right, go ahead tell me more <laughs> so i used to do that and then and i but while i was doing that constantly thinking okay this is like it's too slow and it's too small <laughs> so, you know uh, i need to like upgrade you know and then we moved to delhi <laughs> and then we moved to delhi and i got like really busy with everything my career and so what was what was career for you what what did you i know you do See, i'm a journalist i'm a journalist i'm the books editor at hindustan times right okay so national books I'm editor right the national books editor at hindustan yeah. times and right. the books page and the, yeah. you know 
So yeah, and I do a I actually do a podcast as well. Am I allowed to say? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please tell us about it so we can all follow. Me and oh, please, do, please. Do. Do. It's like uh, it's called the it's called the Books and Authors podcast, and yes. uh, uh, you get it on. I mean, it's on Spotify and everywhere. Yeah. I think and uh, on HD Smartcast as well. Okay. And and every week I do an episode and I meet one uh, author. You know. Who's written a good book? Uh, and I interview Fabulous. them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's also part of my ah, thing. That's, that's so good. And you you do such a fine job of interviewing them, and and you you and, meet such interesting people. And you also when you talk to them, you bring out something different in them. And that's your way of interviewing, I think. Which is, uh, I've seen one of your episodes, and and uh, okay. I, I just feel that it's uh, it's a real skill. To bring that out, okay. so fabulous to see. I'm sure you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. did you see the? You saw the video ones, which I used to do pre-COVID times. I used to do a video instead. Then, then I decided that you know I don't want to get into a because it used to be like studio <laughs> and a person sitting this close. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I said the video one. I saw the video one, yeah, not your, not yeah. your. So I haven't done video for a year. I think the first time I'm appearing on a screen <laughs> by the way. So, in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and now so that like, I graduated or I segued slowly into audio only podcast, uh, which, <laughs> which frees yeah, one up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you were telling me then you moved to Delhi. Then then what happened? Then we moved to Delhi, and you know I was like really busy and everything, and I didn't need to like I don't know. Uh, drop kids to school. Uh, though you know, when I first came to Delhi and I joined Tehelka, I had joined Tehelka, which was still existing. Yeah, there. you were with Tehelka. I didn't know. That. I was with yeah, I was with Tehelka, and uh, so I used to ride from Gurgaon to uh, GK to where the office was on on that Activa, <laughs> and people used to think I was mad. You know. <laughs> and, and then I said, okay, maybe you know the weather here isn't right. <laughs> very <laughs> suitable to going on a on a scooter every day and this distance to work. So I dumped it and I, you know, but then uh, I I missed riding. So like a few years later, then you know I stopped riding completely and then and I got busy with other things and then sometimes I don't know what happened and I was on a flight to the northeast or something, you know, Manipur or something. I, this is I'm just remembering this right now. Yeah. And there was some airline uh, magazine. Which had this uh, piece on women bikers, and you know, and then I said, "Why have I stopped?" <laughs> and look at these women—they are like riding bikes. What the hell? I I need to buy one. And and yeah, and I came back from that. It was a work trip. I came back. I went and I I bought a bike. <laughs> I bought a yeah. I bought a motorbike, and then I said, even if I don't ride it to office, which I I hate, you know, you riding it every yeah. day is kind of kills the pleasure. Yeah. I don't want to make it a commuter thing. Correct. So I said. You know, so then I started riding around on this, and that was a, uh, you know, it was my first. Uh, what was it? It wasn't a bullet or anything. It was one of those easy bikes, Avenger. It was an Avenger, oh, Avenger so it was yeah. really easy to yeah to yeah. ride around. So. Yeah. And again, after a while, I said I need to upgrade. So now I've, you know I've got a Thunderbird. So, <laughs> so oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's how it's been. So, Fabulous. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, while you're doing this, you are continuing to do your work in in HD as the National Books Editor, and you also do these 
are there some so what i would really like to hear from you is some incidents or some influences that kind of made you look at life differently apart from what you've told me the sense of freedom you you know you slowly moved into spaces which it's like reclaiming oneself right so yeah. uh, what has been what have been some of the key influences some some in your life the key influences i mean it, it would sound very strange if i said my dog is <laughs> no it's not a, it's not yeah. i really get it I totally get um, it. Yeah, you know, I think when I look at animals and I think, you know, they live so instinctively and they're so honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got three dogs, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and one is, a, one, she's 10 years old and she's she's had like two puppies. Now they're like almost, uh, they're 15 months old. So they yeah. can't call them really, they're, they're not puppy they're puppies. Yeah. But they're still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're still dumb. So the puppies, <laughs> you know, it's like a teenager who is, who looks big and large, but it's like empty here because it's like, you, know, you know, so the dogs are exactly like that. So these 15-month-old pups who look fearsome but are silly. So yeah, so the mother dog, Kuro, who's been with me for like 10 years, you know, I said like, there's no filter, right? Dogs don't have a filter. They're like, they're, you're never going to meet a dog who says she likes you but doesn't really like you. You know, <laughs> who will uh, who will pretend that you're great, but but work behind your back? You know what I mean? Yeah, to, I like, know exactly what you, you mean. You will never find a dog like that. Is what you see is what you get. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I found that. I mean, I never had dogs before in my life. Sure. Before I had her, you know, before we yeah. adopted her. Yeah. So it was a learning experience. Even that. I mean, I think wow, you know, this is also a way to be, you know, why right. should you always have game, play games and have so many, you know, barriers with people and, you know, yeah. just be yourself. Yeah. And actually yeah. that I learned from Kuro, my dog. <laughs> so, Fabulous. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is so good. And the fact that you recognize it and you see it, what this beautiful animal has obviously taught you and they do teach you and, you know, you have to have the eyes to see. To really mm-hmm. understand what is it, and and you have that, and that is uh, so. When you were saying that, you know, be funny. It's not funny at all, Manjula. It's a very embracing of uh, uh, of life and uh, of mm-hmm. everyone, not just human beings. So that is that is, <laughs> that is beautiful. So then, tell me more. What else is uh, uh, have been some of the key experiences uh, in your life? It could be in your travel, it could be something that you bumped into, it could be something that, you know, some say it's like it's, it becomes like a metaphor for life or you can have many metaphors for life. But what do you think yours is? Well, you know, I mean, you know, when you, like, I don't know, when you read uh, poets like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Emily Dickinson, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, and then you read about her life, you see that she didn't move much, she didn't do, I mean, outwardly, there's not much action, you know, but like she's created such great poetry out of just out of out of what of, out of her thought process, and you know, it's a, emerged from. I mean, she's lived, but it's not you know she's not she's not gone out and conquered lands or you know like in an you know in the historic way like men have been doing you yes. know going yes. here and going there and colonizing this place or setting up a business there, you know. Yes. Not like that, but still, like thing, creating things of such great beauty. So, you know, basically the idea for me was from that, 
I thought this, you know, I mean, I read her as a student way long ago, but and then it struck me that you know, it's really what you feed your head and how much you know, uh, how deeply you think about things that real change or action can come from that. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a bit uh, abstruse, and you know, and but I think that you know, you know, something like. Uh, it doesn't have to be religious like the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I don't find it. It is now people have claimed it as a very religious text. But, you know, and in these days of Hindutva, it's like everybody's waving it around. But that's a very profound text on how you can, you know, how you can live your life and how you can think about things that happen to you and how you need to maintain a sort of equanimity and, you know, a sort of calm. Because... You know, this constant, uh, uh, you can make your mark on the world. Yes, of course. But true change actually comes from thinking deeply about things and and then carrying out, uh, you know, action. Action, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I completely resonate with what you're saying. You know, it's, it's like that, uh, it's feeding your mind. You know, it's really like what you said. There's this story, right, about the two wolves that live inside us and which is the Mm. one that is going to be predominant is the one that we feed. And how are we going to be, what are we feeding it with? What you reflect even on Emily Dickinson, I mean, the beauty and the the depth of the inner life and being able to write from that. I think that is totally true. It's so amazing. Mm. And it's also very difficult in this age because, you know, we are so dominated by social media. Mm, you know, mm, mm. I mean, social media is a great thing and it's a great tool and, you know, to put our work out there and, you know, to meet new people. And I've met so many people online who I would never have met, mm. you know, uh, in the real world. And, and I would consider, and one learns constantly from them, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, mm, absolute mm. strangers. And you think, wow, you know, look at what he's doing or look at what she's managed. Mm. And, you know, it gives you ideas for things for your own life. Mm. But uh, social media also has this very like negative kind of side to it where people are constantly trying to be popular, you know. So if they have an unpopular idea which makes sense or which might, which makes perfect sense, but but which might make them not look like a hero, Mm. you know, they might suppress it Mm. you know what I mean or mm. like mm. so it's 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 very so it's in a sense you're being untrue to yourself because mm. you even though you believe in something you will just go with what the majority says mm. you know because that will make you popular or at least it will avoid making you unpopular mm. you know mm-hmm. those sort of things you know yeah I don't know no, absolutely. <laughs> no it's, a, it's a great point to it tell me more tell me more this is very interesting yeah. to explore, particularly when you're talking about, you know, the two sides of social media. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think, great, I love social media, but I have to stop myself from going overboard. You know, I, I used to be on it all the time. And then now I just ration ration it because I think that, you know, like I get a lot from it, but it also takes a, takes a lot and it makes you behave in ways that uh, you might not like from yourself, mm. you know. Mm. Like getting into brawls and I mean, what in the end, what why would you do that? You know, why why would you make yourself do that? But you, I mean, I found myself doing that, and I found it. Uh, I didn't like myself behaving. Like that. 
was it something you were just experimenting with and trying to see where it will take what was it manjula that took you to that point and then you yeah. step back because you know the, at this point that we've got to is very interesting given look at the boom in social media and look at what people are doing right now so i think these kind of discussions are very important to keep perspective and bring us into balance yeah see you know like i mean in the, in the beginning or uh, before i don't know it's like one just tends to you know just go with the flow and you know you're interacting with people and then you know you you just say things without thinking or you just react without thinking mm. which is uh, uh, which is silly for an adult maybe you know because there are all sorts of people out there and all sorts of uh, mental health issues and you know i mean and you don't know where people are coming from and so you should and everybody has good and bad in them mm. so you should know what to pick you know mm. and if you're going to constantly react to the negative things that people put out there then you will also be filling yourself with negativity absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so okay the, uh, a person might be you know not nice but i'm sure they have other things sides to them so mm. just focus on that like why should you you know and get into brawls with them it's just a waste of your time totally is a waste of energy <laughs> yeah. and time absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and like politics and stuff and everybody has different views you right. can never have a world where everybody has the same views and you know if you're le- left wing you want everybody to be left wing if you're right wing you want everybody to be right wing yeah it's not going to happen boss no. you know that's no. not how the world is exactly exactly you're probably thinking the same thing but you have to like maybe you know make sure that you don't like sort of be uh, so uh you know delete ali so much and be so weak um, you know so weak that you don't stand up for what you think is right you know right. like maybe right. maybe uh exploitation and stuff like that I mean, you know when re- actually just saying things about it on social media makes no difference but if you're making you know if you're suppose you're in the media and you put that out and in in your work you maybe you know some journalist who works on uh, those issues that makes sense or you know you contribute to issues that will alleviate those sort of things you know with mm-hmm. with your money or your time volunteering time you know that makes sense but sitting there on social media and just yelling at people saying oh don't do think that you elitist and you this and you that what what <laughs> <laughs> it's just people venting you know with the venting yeah. and i don't see why they do well, it exactly. you know exactly. i can see why they, why they do it maybe they don't have much else to do <laughs> many a time many a time yeah. so okay yeah. so so of course so now that there's some kind of a balance you've eked out for yourself which is which is where you uh, the way that you engage with Uh, with social media and that's good in terms of the authors and the books that you've uh, uh, looked edited and worked in the authors that you worked with, are there some or are, are there any that kind of you know every time you sit back it goes like a wow i mean this was amazing uh and i i know that you're on on video on this one and you may not it may not be i don't know if it's politically appropriate for you or not but i'm sure i mean if there is something that stands out i'm sure a lot of people would respond to that same person so is there something that uh, you see i won't say any contemporary writers because then that's really unsafe for me <laughs> yeah okay so let's go with the <laughs> that's right there it i won't that's like you know say things like that right but uh, yeah but it's very safe to say that you know i don't know if i say things like i mean the old classics <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't. But is there anything mm-hmm. in a book that stood out to you? 
that was uh, like a piece of writing that was just amazing. Or maybe a couple, I'm not saying one, maybe two, three, that kind of, you said in the recent times that you say, no, this is definitely worth for us to, for people to go into and read and may, people See, not, may is, not be reaching into it ordinarily, but if you would recommend the book, or not even recommend, but you just, you know what I'm saying. You know, I mean, if you talk about Indian, you know, writing in English, you know, there's so much happening. Yeah. And it's, uh, and and what I'm like really happy about is that now at least there seems to be a readership that's, uh, that can help, you know, there seems to be a readership, which yeah, earlier yeah. when I was growing up, it was like, you know, Indians were just writing for people outside. Now yeah. Indians are writing for us, exactly. you know, exactly. which is, which is really a, a great thing. You know, we, there's enough of a readership for people to, I mean, maybe not, you know, Maybe this they'd still have to have a side job, you know, a job. But sure, <laughs> still, sure, well, at least sure. the numbers are there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not like uh, you have to tailor it to a Western audience, you know, readership, which often is what used to be happening, right? right. So now you're writing for Indians. So there's a there's a um, there's a there's a certain um, authenticity about that, mm -hmm. right? So, I, so I'm, I'm really glad that we've reached that stage where, you know, we're writing travel books for ourselves, for, you know, people are writing, Indians are writing travel books for other Indians, they're writing, uh, you know, mystery detective fiction for other Indians, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Chetan Bhagat's done it, mm -hmm. and uh, Anuja Chauhan has done it, mm -hmm. and Madhuri Little has done it. Mm -hmm. So many people are doing it, you know, and sure, they're doing sure. it well. Yeah, and yeah. they're doing it. Each of them has their own specific sort of um, reader. You know, some I mean, uh, somebody who reads a Chetan Bhagat might not will not read these other uh, you know writers. But still, there are different kinds. You know, within, within the space, there are different writers doing different things. You know, and and that's great. And you know, and popular there's popular writing, there's literary fiction, yeah. there's all yeah. sorts. You know, yeah. so. Uh, it's not like, you know, one is always looking. Like earlier, I, I used to feel like as a student that one is always looking to the West, you know, for, you know, and, and, and our linguistic background is so rich. We've got so many like native languages and all of us are bilingual. Yes. Even if some of us have lost the capacity to write because of well, colonialism and, you know, the baggage yes. that's come yes. To, you know, we've lost some of our languages in the sense of like writing. And the one thing I hate about my husband is that he's so fluent in both English and and Malayalam, you mm. know. And, you know, like he can read. And I was brought up uh, in Bombay and I had the only other language, <laughs> language that read is Hindi. You know, and I can understand Marathi. And of course, I speak Malayalam flu fluently, but I can't read and write it. Sure. And I feel that that's like, it's, it's something that's it's been stolen from. It's a loss. You know, it's a yeah. loss. I feel it, mm. you know. Mm. So, though, when I write, read and write in English and I can say, oh, I think in English, which is all bullshit. I think in a lot of languages. Correct. You know, like all of us. Sometimes I'm thinking in Hindi. Sometimes I'm thinking in Malayalam. Yes. Sometimes I'm thinking in English. And sometimes I'm thinking in all three at the same time. Yes, right? exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and that's the case with all of us. Yeah. You know, it's only maybe the mother tongue, the mother tongue that my mother tongue, the mother tongue that my <laughs> <laughs> might be different you know right, right. but uh, otherwise like for most uh, urban Indians of a certain class at least this is the the truth right exactly 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 that we do we we are actually very uh, very dexterous in the way that we think yeah. 
yeah. and in the languages that we use to think and 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 then yeah. speak also absolutely absolutely and I, yeah. I get what you're saying manjula in terms of uh, next steps what's happening for you now where are you what's 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 on the cards where's the next biking trip what are you up to biking trip don't get stuck on just the biking trip i mean what else is happening to you <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been happy about it. There's summers coming, and I want to like get out of the city yeah, and yeah. zoom somewhere into the mountains. So yeah. that's why I got stuck. On yeah. The so, is there some place you're planning to go? In any case, have you have you identified? Something? I'd love to go to Spiti. You know, Spiti in the mountains or the northeast, which I haven't done. These are nice places to go in, to ride in the summer. Yeah, but otherwise, you know, I need to, I need to do something. like i need to sort of i don't know there are lots of plans i guess but uh um yeah i want to write more paint more do more work <laughs> you know? mm. so yeah maybe is there is the write more in the sense of are you looking at writing a book or are you writing a, some other stuff mm. that, is that something that's happening for you or is it still yeah, under the cards yeah not, not, <laughs> it's still still under wraps actually so well it's only i think you know uh, i don't know i've been i've been like the books editor so yeah. you know i've been looking at everybody else's books but i've never written a book myself right. you know, so i read a lot so i was, I was thinking like why 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 haven't i so let me see something i should i should uh, definitely explore you know sure. because it's Absolutely. though you know for me i find i find uh, writing is the most i mean i do it well i, I know i do it well yeah yeah it's sure. the most excruciating thing in the universe it's like pulling teeth writing yeah. you know yeah so i don't know it's like uh, really you know like i don't know uh, whether we still have them you know those people who used to, uh, at least in bombay when i was uh, a kid there used to be this guy who used to come in a skirt and you know sort of like a skirt of rags yeah. and with this big thick rope and he used to beat himself yeah. like that yeah. and he used to take money for that and he and his wife would be playing the uh, playing the ta yeah. you know the drum yeah. the drum she'd be beating it and he'd just take the rope and keep whacking himself right yeah. yeah. <laughs> like writing is like that <laughs> <laughs> wow <Okay>. self-adulation <laughs> oh, that's so powerful that's so powerful <laughs> because there's the pain of pain of giving birth to this thing no and the getting the right yeah. words and the right yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and 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 putting that feeling into expression and yeah it is it yeah. is like, i'm sure when you write you feel like why am i getting into this why am i doing this yeah 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 and especially you know, like writers of you know writers of fiction which is which grows from their own lives you know they i mean all writers kind of uh examine their own experience in many different ways it might not come out as autobiographical but still they do it and if it's like really genuine writing it comes from a place deep within yourself i don't know you know that is it's making yourself so vulnerable you know what i mean so i find yeah. i find that very brave very brave absolutely you know? that's so true so true what you just said it is it takes a yeah. lot of courage to do that to bear yourself yeah yes yeah so uh in terms of um, any other people that you feel have been key influences on your life and then i'm going to ask you uh, one more question but uh, 
in my life. I think, you know, my, my father was a very key influence. He passed away when I was 18. And he was a naval officer. I mean, you know, and uh, so, yeah. And he used to read voraciously. So ah. that kind of, yeah, that he passed that down to me. And uh, I never realized uh, how, I, I mean, as a kid, you don't realize. But then, you know, I find myself thinking about him a lot now. Yeah. So <laughs> as I grow older, I think, oh gosh, you know, that must, must have been so difficult for him. Nah. And that is, he's passed away like, how many decades ago, but still. So, you know, that also brings you to this idea that, you know, people die, but they don't really die yeah. because you still live in, I mean, in your head, right? Mm-hmm. You're still having conversations with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's something, so there's, there's a world that's unseen and that's, uh, that we know nothing about, but clearly it exists, you know, like the, the unseen world also exists. I'm not saying, I'm not, and when people have also come to this very recently to this idea that, you know, we think, we we tend to think of the world as only what is real, but, and, and you know, mysticism is so out of fashion, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm beginning to think that, you know, those are the realms that we haven't explored and they exist because we, because it has an influence on us in the sense of how we think and how we act, you know? I don't know, it sounds very really obscure. <laughs> no, Manjula. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. In fact, I am uh, uh, so glad that you're bringing this up and speaking about it so easily and so naturally because it's, uh, it's a very, very important part of our lives that we sometimes yes. tend to cut off and do not yes. bring normal everyday conversation. And, yes. and it deserves that place because, my God, do we need it? You know, yeah. we are in yeah. spaces where we're looking for it without even wanting to acknowledge that that's what we're looking for. We, yes. we don't know what our source is and we're looking to try to yes. get back to it, but don't have the courage to say it. I mean, the many, many things, yes. the many, you know, and uh, abs- so I, yeah. I really appreciate your bringing this up. It's not obscure. It's not obscure mm-hmm. at all. It's so mm-hmm. important. To bring it into mainstream conversation, yeah. So your unique gift to humankind. I believe each each individual has something very unique to offer, which nobody else can. Nobody else. So there's only one Manjula, right? So what is it that you is your gift? Your gift to this whole tapestry of our existence. You know, you are the unique thread in that. No. So what do you think you bring? I think I bring. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if somebody was to look at me and if they were actually looking to find something to learn, I would think that it is, it's my ability to not uh, lose myself in the pursuit of popularity. You know, uh, I think, I, I, I think that's what uh, distinguishes me from a lot of other people because, you know, everybody wants to be popular. Yeah. You know, I mean, like a lot of people, and they make it there, and they kill themselves doing that because why should you, <laughs> why should you cheapen yeah. yourself like this? Like, you know, if you don't believe in something, just because the majority is saying it doesn't mean you have to like say it. You know, exactly. and why? You know, and I think yeah, I think that is one thing that is different about me is that I'm uh, I, if I look at something and I think it's bullshit. I will say it's bullshit, even if everybody else is saying it's great. <laughs> you know, I, that's one thing about myself that I know, and I, 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 I'm glad I have it. 
That is really strong. That is really strong. And has that stood you in good stead? Yeah, it stood me in good stead. Because you believe in it and you've kind of been yeah. true to it. So, yeah. yeah. There, there are no half measures around it. Should I or should I not? Mm-hmm. Just do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is brilliant. And I think there's a lot of people who could learn a lot from that. So, being seeing where you are, how you are poised in your work today, by being by not by by being yourself i think it would give a lot of hope and inspiration to people who are just starting out similar journeys such as yours people who are in the middle of it wondering how to deal with this is there along with what you've just said any other message you'd like to give them i think uh, i don't know i think one should expose oneself oneself to you know music to uh, to art to literature to to culture and not be uh, you know and not be snobbish because uh, and not be snobbish about it being only high culture or you know you should expose yourself to all sorts of because you know if somebody because somebody is very poor doesn't mean that they are also this thing you know i remember once going into this uh, uh, village in bengal okay and uh, there was this guy who was a patachitra artist okay mm. he, you know it's mm. a form yes. the patachitra yes, it's beautiful it's yes. Yeah. yeah, he was an old man and he'd done all these scrolls and it was a small remote village. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people were living in like uh, mud plastered huts and they were beautiful homes, okay, which I don't know. When I got pictures back, the guys in the design department said, iski jopadi. and I was thinking, this is not a jopadi. This is To me, it seemed like a fantastic house, which is completely in tune with nature and, you know, it was built with that place in mind and, you know. So, yeah, I was talking about, yeah, so this man, but I, you know, he wasn't educated at all. He, I think he was illiterate completely. Okay. But I found that he was like so intelligent, you know, he wasn't lettered, but we were having a conversation and I found that he could like, he was talking about, uh, he was talking about the myths of the village and, you know, the legends of the village and, wow. uh, and about Patachitra and how to do it and how he'd been taught to do it and how he was going to teach others and this particular form and why it was so important to him and how he felt sad that he was dying out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And so I was thinking, you know, he's... He's not been even to school, but there's so much that I can learn from a person like this, you know. So that's what. So I, I mean, and I find that you know, us, uh, a lot of us, we think that if a person isn't like isn't rich or isn't maybe not even rich, like in isn't a an urban person, mm-hmm. isn't uh, you know, isn't in the same sort of corporate race or whatever. That they are, they are, they are somehow beneath us. It's not true because they know many other things and there are many other realms of knowledge, you know, outside us, uh, our little square that we have boxed ourselves into, you know. Absolutely. So we should open ourselves to everything, and I think that that is a learning. And I think that I think people should do that, you know, because our lives are much richer if we are not only thinking of people like us, you know, because all sorts of people in the world and they all you know our, our humanity joins us but because they are they, they have different experiences there's much that we can learn from them you know there's nobody who's uh, useless i couldn't agree more yeah. i couldn't agree more absolutely absolutely 
Manjula, thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful conversation. It's been, I've learned a lot and it's been a great, a great exchange. And thank you so much for making the time and uh, coming uh, on a thank conversation you, with me. It's been it's a so pleasure. nice talking to you. <laughs> it, it always is so nice talking to you as well. You take care and thank you once again. That's a good, for this wonderful Bye. show. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of Soul Brews with Shiva. Until next week, keep the coffee swirling. <laughs>